0: Bill O'Reilly here, Friday, August 28th, 2020. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening today in America. Well, it is all about President Trump's speech last night. Spoke for more than an hour. It sounded more like a State of the Union address than an acceptance of the Republican nomination for president. There were two major themes. The first one is that the USA, under President Trump, will storm back economically. He made many, many points. The second theme was that Joe Biden is a pawn of the radical left, and what is happening in cities like Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis, New York, Chicago will happen everywhere if Mr. Biden is elected president. So, President Trump staked out not conservative principles, with the exception of abortion, but traditional America is a noble nation ground, very clearly. So he's not apologizing for social justice, income inequality, any of the things that the Democratic Party touted last week at their convention. President Trump believes the United States is an exceptional country, and of course, he will make it more exceptional. Now, he did deal with COVID, and he went over the things that he's done. You've heard them time and time again. And he basically promised there would be a vaccine, an effective vaccine, before the end of the year, which was pretty much the boldest thing he said. Then he went on to disparage Joe Biden as a guy who's done nothing for almost 50 years in Washington. And when you look at the Biden-Obama eight years, I think that Donald Trump lost an opportunity there because he could have said, name one thing that the Obama-Biden team did To lessen racial tension. And I can't think of one. All in all, the speech was a bit too long, a bit too self serving, but the president staked out territory that he believes will lead to his re election. We'll see. It's way too early to predict it. I will be able to tell you who will win at the end of October, as I did four years ago. Back Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Time now for the O'Reilly Update. Message of the day, cancel culture and radicalism. For decades, billionaire George Soros has been donating big money to progressive groups seeking to change America into an open society. In fact, that's the name of some Soros nonprofits, the Open Society Foundations. In essence, the soon to be 90 year old Soros sees the USA as an unjust country and believes the socialism of Europe should replace our capitalist system. Soros wants to flood the American zone with foreign nationals in order to make that happen. He supports lax border enforcement, amnesty for millions of undocumented people, and putting them on the fast track to vote. That, of course, would cripple the Republican Party. On the criminal justice front, Soros believes the U.S. system is racist and most criminals should not be incarcerated. He favors drug legalization and does not believe selling dangerous narcotics like heroin should even be a crime. George Soros has donated hundreds of millions of dollars to people and organizations that approve of his vision, including a number of ultra-liberal state prosecutors in places that are currently seeing an explosive rise in violence. Enter Chicago Tribune columnist John Cass, who has occupied page two of that publication for decades. Cass is the Trib's lead columnist, or was, until a few days ago when he wrote an opinion piece about Soros that highlighted his funding of far-left politicians. Almost immediately, Cass was accused of being anti-Semitic in a bizarre series of attacks. If you read the Soros article, you will see no mention of the man's Jewish heritage, no reference to Judaism at all. But to those protecting Soros from scrutiny... Any negative mention of his name is deemed anti Semitic. It is truly the twilight zone of defense mechanisms. The absurdity continued with the editor of the Chicago Tribune, Colin McMahon. After receiving a letter from some woke people demanding John Cass be punished for daring to criticize the radical Soros, McMahon folded almost immediately. He very publicly demoted Cass, who refuses to apologize for writing accurately about Soros. And so the cancel culture takes another scalp, courtesy of Chicago Trib editor McMahon. Now, if you understand history, you might realize that the cancel hysteria we're seeing in America today actually began in Germany. In the early 1930s, the National Socialist Party could not get more than 37% of the vote across the nation. So the Nazis decided to silence opposition to Hitler by canceling opponents in local governments, the press, and in the schools. The Nazis used a paramilitary organization called the SA to do this, often violently. The result was Hitler's appointment to Chancellor in 1933. Few dared to speak out against it. That strategy will not happen here because there are too many safeguards. But the theory is the same. Shut up voices that oppose, in America's case, the radical left. Today, the cancel culture is on a roll, becoming a powerful force of intimidation as corporations and media bow before it, as John Cass found out. I'm Bill O'Reilly, and I approve that message by writing it. For more news analysis, please visit BillOReilly.com, and please join our campaign, Stand Up! for your country in a moment something you might not know i'm mike slater from the podcast politics by faith this is a crazy time in our country it's stressful a lot of anxiety and it's gonna get worse and i realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun so on this podcast we take the news of the day And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. In 1966, the Beatles were the most popular band in America. The Fab Four already had 12 number one hits here and more than 30 tunes in the top 10. Of course, they were from England. That all changed with just one sentence. In March of 66, John Lennon told a London reporter, quote, we're more popular than Jesus now. Lennon also said, quote, Christianity will go. It will vanish and shrink. I needn't argue about that. I'm right, and I'll be proved right, unquote. He was wrong. Now, fans in America, at least some of them, erupted at the blasphemy. When the Beatles hit the road that summer, 1966, protests followed them everywhere, particularly in the Deep South. In Alabama, radio stations refused to play Beatles songs. Local disc jockeys Doug Layton and Tommy Charles initiated the statewide Beatle boycott. People publicly burned their records, posters, concert tickets in town squares. A prominent preacher in Birmingham labeled Lennon the, quote, devil incarnate saying no true Christian should listen to Satan's music. Lenin himself eventually issued multiple apologies. Quote, in reference to England, we meant more to kids than Jesus did or religion at that time. I wasn't knocking it or putting it down. I was just saying it as a fact. And it's more true for England than here, meaning the USA. Unquote. John Lennon's comments even prompted death threats and forced the band to conceal their travel schedule as they toured the USA. And here's something else you might not know. The fallout from Lennon's interview was so bad that the band never toured again. According to their manager, the group was deeply scarred from their experience in Alabama. The Beatles' final show of the 66 USA tour was in San Francisco, and it was the last time the Beatles ever took the stage for a live concert anywhere. The group would release five more records before breaking up three years later. Back after this. Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly, no spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.